welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always, always. is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's going really, really good. Yeah, we're here together in the same room. We're actually in our pajamas. We are in our pajamas. And if you guys could see these pajamas. Oh, so oh, sexy. So sexy. The boys will come a-running. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Um, it's what funny because direction? they're really not <laughs> sexy at all. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Melt For You by J.T. Geisinger in today's mini episode. Um, but mom, first, if you could only eat one breakfast cereal for the rest of your life, what would it be? And in this hypothetical situation, it's not like you're only eating cereal for the rest of your life. But it's every just morning. Anytime breakfast. you eat cereal, it can only be one type. Because that does change it up a bit. It does. Yeah. Okay, you're going to think I sound like a terribly old lady. Oh, boy. Frosted mini wheats. <laughs> Gosh. Here's the thing. I like frosted mini wheats, but I prefer to eat frosted mini wheats with no milk. Just dry. Well, I can go both ways. Oh. <laughs> Can you? Um, yes. My answer, this is going to make me sound like I'm five. My answer is Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> yes, it does. So we kind of balance each other out. Yeah, exactly. Um, like a box of Fruity Pebbles would not last a Saturday morning in our house. No, it would be gone pretty quick. Yeah, we loved that stuff. And I still love it. And you have to eat them fast because they get soggy fast. Yeah, so like partly for nostalgia purposes, um, I love love Fruity Pebbles. Um, So we had told you guys that we were going to be recording from Chicago, um, and we literally just got off the plane (laughs) and and home from the airport, Um, but... I have not finished the book oh, in I'm time. I'm surprised you owned up to that. I, I'll own up to it. <laughs> Listen, we've we've established that it's I'm slacking lately. We were busy partying. We were because we were at KissCon uh, weekend affair uh, hosted by Avon Books in Chicago, and it was fabulous. We, so fabulous. We had a great time. Um, I really recommend like. If I think they're probably going to do another one of these, and I really recommend it. It was, they did a good mix of... Or don't, because we don't want more people there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they did a good mix of, like, panels and um, signings and mixers and... The panels were really fun because you got to see authors that maybe you're not familiar with. And yeah. so you, they'd be talking, you think, they are hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, my oh. word, delightful. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to read one of their books. So now we're, we've got, we've added to our list of things. We need to read one of their books, and we need to read yeah. one of their books. Yeah. Um, highlights for us, author-wise, were definitely oh. Sally, Thorne, Sally Thorne, who was, like, in the U.S. for the first time. She's been doing a few book signings, but this was, like, one of her first in the U.S., which was pretty cool. Um, Sarah McLean. Uh, Julia Quinn. Julia Quinn. That's a big one for us because you guys know how we feel about the Bridgertons. Sophie Jordan. Sophie Jordan. Alyssa Cole. Alicia Rye. Um, Marie Tremaine was. Marie Tremaine. She's super sweetheart. cute. Um, yeah, so a bunch of authors that we've done on the show. And, uh, and it was just interesting because 
we would say, oh yeah, we do a podcast, and they'd be like, oh, which one? And we'd say, not your mom's rumors book club. And they're like, oh, I love you, you guys. Love and, and then we'd get all excited because yeah. authors are saying that they love us. Yeah, and that was that was kind of surreal. Um, but we even was, walked up to Marie Tremaine, and she's like, oh, you guys are not your mom's rumors. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I know who you guys are. <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so. so exciting. So that was uh, surreal and fun. And, and even people who were there would come up and say, oh, you guys are not your mom's rumors. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we were like kind of almost on verging on celebrity, but not quite there. <laughs> let's let's calm down with that. <laughs> no. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a fun to list, to talk to people who are listeners and things like that. And um, yeah, we just... And to hang out with a couple of our big fans. Yeah, and that was fun. Well, Shout out to Penny and to Sarah, Sarah, who we hung out with a fair bit and we had a great time. Great time. With them. So fun. Um, so let's get to this book. So, Mom, today we are going to be talking about Melt for You by J.T. Geisinger. This was the um, second book in her Slow Burn series. The whole series is out. Book one is Burn for You, and book three is Ache for You. Um, Mom, there isn't an itch for you. <laughs> It's a whole different... That's not a romance book. Uh, Mom, you read Slow... Or you read Burn for You. I read Burn for You. Uh And I liked it. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll see how it compares to how you feel about this one. Um, So here's the description that I wrote for this one. Company wallflower Joellen Bixby has been secretly pining for her boss, Michael Maddox, CEO of Maddox Publishing, for a decade. When he suddenly comes back on the market, Joellen sees her window of opportunity for seduction, but is not sure how to actually go about doing that. Enter loud, obnoxious, and very Scottish, world-famous rugby player Cameron McGregor, who happens to be Joellen's temporary neighbor. His... Playboy ways make him the perfect candidate to coach her in the ways of seducing a man of Michael's caliber. But as Cam's role of coach begins to see him and Joellen spend more time together, maybe be- the coach becomes the starting player. Oh. <laughs> oh. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, we should say this was recommended to us by listener Kristen. Um, so, Mom... Are we thanking Kristen for this? Re- we thank everybody for all recommendations. I should say that. But, Mom, what did you think of Melt for You? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this book, I loved this book. It's almost like Kristen knows us and yeah. that this is totally oh. up our alley. This was, <laughs> yeah, it was up my alley. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> it was, I loved this book. For lots of different reasons, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I loved it. Yeah. It definitely checked so many boxes So many boxes. Um, I thought it was really cute. I loved a lot of the messages that we're going to get into in some of our questions. Um, The banter. The banter. Was amazing. Off the charts. I, um, I really loved all the inner monologue stuff here. Um, she yeah. was, she's a great writer that, um, Joellen's inner monologue was hilarious. Yeah. You could relate to it. Yeah. I mean, 
Well, you're going to ask me about Joellen okay. in a minute. So. I am. So here, we'll just do it. Um, what did you think of Joellen as our heroine? First of all, her name is Joawesome. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was just going to say it was Joe <laughs> No, it's amazing. But um, besides her Joe Awesome name, what did you brother? <laughs> what did um, you think of Joellen? I really like Joellen, and we've had we've had heroines like this before, where you because know, she obviously had a lot of um, insecurities. Insecurities, and we've had books like this about people who have insecurities that bugged me. But she absolutely did not bug me. Yeah. I mean, it, she didn't come off as whiny. She didn't come off as, you know, needy. She didn't come off as pathetic. I mean, because I have, we have read other people where I was like, mm, this bugs me about her. Yeah. But I, th- I could completely get behind where she was coming from, mm-hmm. especially when we got more of her backstory. Mm-hmm. I, I understood. With her family and yeah. stuff like that. And, um... I I thought she was great. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. And, you know, it's single person, uh, single POV, first person. So we were, like, spending the whole book with her. Um, and she was just a delight. And there were a few times I wanted to kick her in the butt. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> She's pretty oblivious. Right. But I felt like, I felt like the author, J.T. Geisinger, like, earned that by making her as insecure yeah, as she right. was because she's so insecure that she can't even fathom that this, this hot guy hot dreamy like Scottish her. world famous rugby player wants like, to get up in that yeah wants to wants to hit that <laughs> um so as much as I was like oh my gosh you're such a moron like he's so obviously into you I can also recognize that were I in her position, like, if only. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Then, yeah, you you might be oblivious because you're yeah. like, you tell, you, you talk yourself into, no, this guy is not into me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't happen. Um, like I said, her inner, her inner monologue is hilarious. It's really funny and never in a cutesy, like, right. obnoxious way. It's... it's- Totally believable. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get in a little bit later to some of the messaging and body positivity that takes place in this book. Um, but, you know, she's a glasses-wearing, overweight girl. Nerd. I'm going to relate to that a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to like a character that is like that. Just for me personally. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I really identified with her. And, um, yeah, she was just a lot of fun to spend the book with. She absolutely was. Um, I wrote down this line because this is an example of how much fun she was to hang out with. Because mom, I was reading the book after mom had finished it. And we were in our hotel room and I would just kind of like, <laughs> and I would read her lines that cracked me up. So after they have made out, you know, for the night, um, she's feeling awkward the next morning. She's like, I don't know what to say. How about, hey, that was some great kissing last night, eh? Wow, I sure was grinding on that King Cobra in your pants. Had to go to bed and rub one out. How about you? (laughs) 
was just like, yeah, it was funny. Every time Ellen would giggle, I was like, what part are you at? What part yeah. are you at? <laughs> she was like the little puppy reader. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Cameron McGregor as our hero? He was okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I loved Cameron, and I loved how she called him McGregor all the time. Hey, McGregor. Um, Makes him sound like a private investigator dog you know <laughs> what was the what was the dog mcduff yeah. <laughs> mcgruff mcgruff yeah that's what it was. um no i i um loved him and he was such a good person for her i mean he was so good to her yeah. and he was and he was tenacious i mean even though she kept like not pushing him away but well she did kind of push him away because she really didn't think he kept Throwing out signals that he was interested, yeah. and she kept pushing him aside because she was so into her boss. Uh, she was so into her boss, and she's like, well, you know, I really appreciate you helping me get ready for my boss. And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And, like, okay. and, and he, like, several times out loud is like, you're going to kill me. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're driving me nuts. Yes. And so he was super tenacious, and he stuck with it, and... um he was just amazing. Yeah. I obviously loved him. Um, you know, he's accented. Oh. He, okay. Yeah. And, Don't and, even get me started on the accent. And let's talk about this. In last episode, we talked about how a certain cocky hero was driving me up the wall. Right. Now, this is a very cocky hero. Very cocky, but didn't bug me no, at it's all. Because this is how you do a cocky hero. Right. Is you make him super cocky, super confident, walking around without a shirt on for 75% of the book. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but also he's insecure, especially when it comes to her. Right. Right? Cause, and then when you hear his backstory, then you're like, dude, you've got every reason to be cocky. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he. this was cocky done well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like my kind of book. Mm, yeah. A little cocky. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, because we mentioned this when we were talking about Let's Get Textual, and is that if you're going to make a, a cocky hero, he can't just be saying how cocky he is all the time. Or how great he is. Yeah, and there, needs to, he is. and there needs to be some character depth in order for that to not be annoying. Right. And I think because he, um, especially in trying to win her over, is pretty insecure. And I love those moments where he's just like, oh, yeah. like... Are you? Do you find me attractive? Like I still need to hear it from you. Yeah. Like it's all beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, um, yeah. So that's how you do a cocky hero. And we do love a Scottish accent. Yeah. And he and was super just, witty banter. Yes. Like we've said, all oh, check, 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 check boxes. Yeah. I'd like to check his box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's, like, two quotes that I pulled for him, because um, this one made me lull, is when um, she has a coworker that keeps asking her, like, oh, is he amazing in bed? Is he, how big is he? And Cam says, tell her 11 inches, or you could tell her the truth and see if that she faints, <laughs> <laughs> implying that he's bigger than 11 inches. <laughs> um, and then I pulled this quote that... Um, 
Joellen says to Cam, she says, um, to me, you look like a man everyone underestimates, objectifies, and misjudges because of his appearance. To me, you look like a man who's thoughtful, insightful, and kind, but hopes no one will notice because it will be mistaken for weakness. To me, you look like a man who hides his pain behind smiles and buries it in women and tries everything he can to forget whatever's hurting him, but can't because he's got a soft heart that scars easily, but no one has ever looked close enough to see. And I liked that because, kind of like we were saying, that's that's how you do a cocky hero. If you're going to do a cocky hero, he needs to be kind of using that as a shield, shield for, for something. something else. The... Um, uh, I loved how they would interact and he was so easygoing and just have, having a good time and enjoying himself with her. And then when she finally Googles him and is looking at pictures of him and he's with a different girl in every picture and all these hot he's women. miserable looking. But he looks miserable all the time. And yeah. she asks him, she says, how come you never smile when, like you do when you're with me? And he's like, oh, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> you just answered your own question. <laughs> Um, yeah. So here's this question. What did you think of them together as a couple? I loved them together as a couple. He is so what she needed because she'd been kind of broken down by her family. She came from a family of her dad was a photographer who married a model. And then her sister is like model skinny. And, and, um, I loved, and I loved how, you know, she, he was helping her, work out and do things to um because she wanted to get in shape yeah and well she wanted to lose weight well that's the thing i was gonna say is, <laughs> is at one point she says oh i've almost lost all the weight i want to lose and he said wait you have a number and she said yeah i wanted to lose 40 know, pounds 40 pounds something. and he said i don't want to do this so you can lose he says i want you to get in shape and to be healthy but i don't want you to lose you know i want you to so be like, strong and yeah, he says, you're fine the way you are. You, you shouldn't... And he's always telling her how perfect she is. She's always perfect. You're perfect just the way you are. And I was like, oh, Cam, you're the best thing ever. I loved... The, and I loved this whole thing that they have throughout the book where she's having him coach her in seducing her boss. Uh-huh. And... He is so obviously just using it as a way to get to make out with her, to get to have yeah, dinner with her. We have to her. practice kissing. We have yeah. to do a practice date. We have to do, you know, I, we've, I've got to go shopping with you and buy stuff. And it's just a way to spend time with her. And Yeah. Oh, let's talk about another component of this book that I was like, interesting, is she's 36. Yeah, and he's 29 And he's or 29, eight. which you don't find out till pretty late in the book. Um, but first of all, like, that's older I yeah, feel like go for it sister yeah and totally on board and um and yeah and then he's 29 and she's feels kind of weird about that but he's like I don't I don't care about that yeah like, he's like, and so yeah I I liked that component too and I liked having that component not really revealed until the end um okay so this book has a lot to say about Body positivity and self-image. Um, what did you think about how the author handled that message in the book? Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Can I talk about the glasses now? Yes, please do. <laughs> that's, I, that's One of my favorite parts, and I'm sure that Ellen feels it too, because yeah. we're both glasses wearers. But um, he, she kept thinking, she kept saying, I got to put in my contacts, you know, for this big 
Christmas party, yeah. Christmas party she was going to go to, and she was supposed to have a dance with her boss, and her and her boss had been flirting. And um, she said, I've I got to wear contacts. He says, why do you need to wear your contacts? He says, you don't even like wearing contacts. She says, no, but I just really feel like I should wear my contacts. He says, no, you're perfect the way you are. So this is what he says. The main reason I don't think you should get rid of them is because you prefer them. If you didn't, you'd wear your contacts or get laser surgery. But you like your glasses, so that's what you should wear. Yeah. And so then when she goes to this party and she's talking to her boss, he's, he's telling her how beautiful she looks. Because she decides to wear her glasses yeah, and, to the and party. He said, and he said to her, he says, you'd be perfect if you just weren't wearing your glasses. And that's when you know. It's oh. like, oh, you cannot go with this man. I mean, then he turns out to be like even worse. Yeah, spoiler alert, terrible. Yeah. But um, that's, that's the, the clincher. It's like... And that's, for her it is too, because she's like... But especially for Ellen and Mom, that yeah. was... <laughs> like, uh, 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 uh. No, go with Cam, because he thinks you're perfect even with, with your glasses. Because Mom and I have talked about this before, but this is like a big <laughs> thing for us. Is You know, anytime they do a makeover in a movie, it's like, and ditch those glasses, Get rid of the girl. glasses so you look beautiful. <laughs> Which, like, you know what, F you all. For me personally, like, because I have contacts, but my eyes... I just can't wear them all day. I can go a few hours, and by after that, I'm just like, I gotta get these out of my eyeballs. Um, and so I just, it's more comfortable for me wear my wear glasses. And also, because people have asked me, like, have you considered laser surgery? And I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, is like, I feel like at this point, my glasses are so much a part of your a face. Part of, yeah, like a part of my image of myself and. You know, not that I'm like, oh, I'm a smart, nerdy girl or anything like that. But I don't know. It's just... No, we all know that's not true. That's... Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's way uh, off base. <laughs> the nerdy part, maybe. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's... it's They're just kind of part of my self-image at this point, I feel like. Well, and I've never been able to wear contacts because yeah. I'm... Because mom's got jacked up eyes. I just jacked up. I'm blind in one eye, and so they, I, they, I've never been able to wear contacts ever. They always want me to wear glasses to protect my eye because I only have one good one, and um, so I'm stuck wearing glasses for my yeah. entire life. That's all I can do. And and so, long story short, we appreciate the hell out of a guy who can appreciate a girl in glasses. Yeah, because in she's all that. What do they do? Because Rachel Lee Cook looked terrible before. <laughs> she's hot mess. <laughs> She was awful looking until they took off her glasses, and then she's gorgeous. Um, and then there's the other component with Joellen in that she has a pretty low image of her her body weight right. and things like that. I wrote down the I pulled this line where he picks her up at one point and she says how effortless he makes lifting the weight of a baby elephant seem, and just she's saying stuff like that to herself. A lot throughout the book, and it's just like, oh, this is, it makes me sad. But and then at one point, he lifts her up. I think she's just got her arms around him, and, and yeah. he lifts her up, and she says, I want to say something negative, like, isn't it difficult to pick me up? She says, but I'm not going to. Yeah. And she's, and then you start to see that change in her, yeah. and it's really an empowering Sweet. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wrote th- this line. It says, um, she's, it's towards the end. And she says, well, I also hear the critical voice that's always with me telling me that Cam has obviously ingested a lot of drugs if he thinks I'm anywhere close to perfect. But I force that voice to a dark corner of my mind and allow myself to accept that maybe I don't have to be perfect. Maybe having one person who thinks I am is enough. I love that. And that was really cute. And and I love that as 
the message for the book, right? right. In that... Not everyone has to think you're perfect. Yeah. But but go find that one person that does. Find that one person that does, and also find that one person that makes you feel like you are. Right. And makes you believe that you are. And I just really liked that, and I thought she handled it really well. And as some of you pointed out, the acknowledgments, um, the author talks about a friend of hers that kind of grew up with this same... negative negative body image image and negative you know she's not smart enough and um you know it ended up leading this friend of hers to make really unfortunate life decisions that ended up being contributing to what killed her early death and um yeah to an early death uh and yeah and so she just wanted to put this book out that kind of addressed you know and I thought it did a really good job. Yeah. That you, you know. So read the acknowledgments at the end when you yeah, read the book. Yeah, definitely, for sure. It definitely adds a certain component to yeah. the book. Um, but yeah, I just thought she handled all of it really well. Like, kind of, I told Mom, like, this kind of reminds me of, of a Penny read because it's it's really funny and sweet, but all and also has a good message that doesn't come across too preachy yeah, or anything. Yeah, it takes, it takes a, an important issue but and handles it without making it seem like she's got an agenda. Yeah, which obviously she does, but not in a, like... In-your-face kind of way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the book is first-person, single POV, right decision? Um, yes, because I really enjoyed it. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't have hated knowing what was going on in Cam's mind, but it was pretty obvious what was going on in Cam's mind. He he was never very I mean, she, it took her a while to catch on. It's obvious to the reader. Yeah. It took her a while to catch on, but I think we all knew what was going on. Yeah. And that I think that makes it more fun because we can sit there and just be like, "You dummy." <laughs> like, <laughs> he is so obviously in love with you. Um First of all, I think the first person is important here because this whole body positivity message needs to get across. And in order for that to get across, we need to see and hear how she talks to herself. Right. And what she says to herself. And her inner voice. And her inner voice. Um, and you, like you like you mentioned, we need to see that shift, you know, right. that, that she gets because I think that's really important. Um So, on our Facebook group, Jessica said, I forgot to add, this was the first book in a while that I have read that includes only one POV. I would have given anything to see things from Cam's POV. What was Cam thinking? Um, (laughs) And I I get that, because I I oftentimes am just like, what what is going on We're so used to dual POV that sometimes it's irritating when we don't have that. But, yeah. I didn't miss it too much in this book. Yeah, and... Um, Elizabeth responded, and I really liked her um, response. She said, I think you hit the nail on the head of why I love this book so much. It's the single POV. I think with romance, part of why I get burned out is because I already know the ending and there aren't a lot of surprises. With single POV, at least it keeps you guessing. We don't know what the hero is thinking, and that makes it exciting. I'm thinking back to all of my favorite book boyfriends now, and they've all been in books where we're not told the male perspective. That allows me to make them as dreamy and spoony as I want. Oh. And I really like that. And um, and I think in certain books, like, because we talked about this with Hating Game, where if 
we knew both perspectives, it might kind of ruin. Well, it would have ruined it because it was a surprise ending on, on, on Hating, Hating Game. Game. Yeah. That he'd been in love with her the whole time. Yeah. Um, I think here, too, though, um, not that we didn't know, like you said, from Jump, but I think it helps lend to, like, because I think if we knew... It would be even more like you are so oblivious and dumb. Like, right. <laughs> what is your problem? If we knew what he was straight thinking, up thinking. thinking the whole time, yeah. No, I it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the single POV. Yeah. Um. So the conflict here is that she finds out her boss is actually a dick. Um. She comes home. Her and Cam hook up, but they go a little cold when she is not sure if they should continue on with him returning to Scotland in a few days. So, what did you think of the conflict? What did you think of the whole boss thing, etc.? Well, I even said to you earlier today that um, the the boss didn't even need to turn out to be a dick. I mean, because he was really a major dick. Yeah. And um, that didn't even... I mean... It he made, could have even just not believed, like not believed in her as much as Cam did, and that would have been enough. That would have been enough. Just the glasses comment. Yeah, would have that, been enough. that right there would have said, <laughs> "Okay, I need to go with the guy who thinks I'm perfect, no yeah. matter what." Yeah. And um, but he did turn out to be a generous dick, and yeah. um, who had been like cheating, and who had been like scope, you know, dipping and, his right. quill in the company ink for a while, <laughs> and ruining girls' careers because of it, yeah. and it was just awful. And by the way, I. T- Totally called that Portia was going to actually not be a bitch. She was just, like, looking, looking out, out for, for her. her. And I know you did, Ellen. You yeah, did. I did. You're so wise. I'm so wise. It's like <laughs> I've read one of these before. Um, yeah, and I agree with that. It definitely adds more drama and, you know, right. gives... And so back to the conflict that you asked me about. Yeah. Um, it add, Like you said, it just added more drama, but... I don't know that it was completely necessary. I I don't know that it was necessary, but, like, when it was happening, you know, because oftentimes we get a conflict and I'm very, like, oh, well, he's wrong, she's right. right. Or, like, he's being ridiculous, she's being totally fair. Um, but with this one, it, I I saw both sides. Like, I get where she's, like, we just hooked up. You want me to move to Scotland and give up a job, which obviously I'm probably going to get Were fired we from. Reading the same book, of course she needs to go to Scotland. <laughs> well, but yeah, but it's Scotland, and he's got a cute Scottish accent, and he's a like world famous rugby player. Yeah, um, no, but it made for a cute ending when yeah, when they was, like the whole, and it was kind of like a play on the whole running to the airport, airport trope where. Right. She's about to run to the airport, and she's getting that ready. She's like, I'm going to have one of those cheesy rom-com, you know, running through the airport scenes, and then he's and already there. He when... starts playing his rap music super loud, and she's like, what's he's that? He's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I thought that was cute. But, I, but yeah, like, I get both sides. And, obviously, he knew that he had been in love with her for longer than she had. Right. And she just needed time to catch up I think but um but yeah so I well, thought I love how she's in the meeting at work and then she's like I gotta go she's like I'm out of here I'm going to Scotland <laughs> peace um but yeah I liked that um okay so let's talk about sex baby what did you think um I like sex <laughs> okay not oh, any- you mean in the book. <laughs> Not anything I really wanted to hear from my mom, but 
um, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was fun. Um, so it's a slow burn. That's literally the name of the series. Definitely. Um, so you don't get it till pretty close to the end. Um, but I thought it was a really good mix of like hot, fast, dirty with sweet, cute, yeah, nice little moments. Like there's Mom a appropriate. there's a moment where like they're kind of <laughs> going at it pretty hard, and he she says he like turns his head and kisses her ankle, and she's like, and that just shoots like <laughs> arrows right through my heart, and I'm like, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> It's, it's, no, it was cute. Yeah. Well-written sex. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not that we're ever super picky, but, um, okay, what was your swooniest moment? Okay, and we were talking about it last night, I was like, Ellen's gonna steal my swooniest moment. Oh, no. When he is saying that they have to practice kissing. Gosh, dang it, that was mine. (laughs) So I was like, she's gonna ask me first, so I get to say it. But they're practicing kissing, and he makes you come and sit on her lap. She says, I don't want to sit on your lap while we're yeah. doing this. She, and he said, no, you need to sit on my lap. She says, you can't get aroused. And he said, okay, I won't get aroused. And so then they're, like, making out for a while. And then he, she says, how am I doing? He says, I don't know. The jury's not still out. <laughs> He's like, we, we need to keep trying. <laughs> we need to keep trying. To keep, and he ends up getting aroused. And she says, you said you weren't going to get aroused. And he's like, I lied. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really liked that whole scene. It was just really funny. And like we said, you, we know at this, like, definitely by this point, you're like, okay, so obviously he's in love with her. Um, and so it was just a lot of fun because he was messing with her, obviously. Um, but it was, it was cute scene. Well, and I also really liked the scene where he's over at her house for dinner and Michael calls, and she says, I can't talk right now, Michael, because... And he's like, well, why? She says, I have company for dinner. And she, so she won't talk to him because she wants to be with yeah. Ken. Um, and I wrote down this line from the kissing scene because it cracked me up. Is uh, He, like, volunteers to kiss her, and she's like, boy, he's being a really good friend. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that, girl. <laughs> that is really nice of him. Um, yeah, I'm trying to... S- um, loved that the cat's name was Mr. Bingley and that she, and that he gives her shit because he's like, oh, you're named after a Pride and Prejudice, like, what did you do wrong to be named after a Jane Austen character? And I thought that was funny. That was funny. Um, they just had a lot of really good banter moments that I wrote down that I don't need to read, but she thinks to herself, he pronounces shit like shite. It's kind of adorable, but I hate him, so it's not. <laughs> She was mad at him at the beginning, by the way, because he was this playboy man whore that played his music way too loud all the time. And yeah, she says, love, hardly. If you were on a life support machine, I'd unplug it to charge my phone. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) They just had a lot of like, it's just a, to steal mom's word, delightful book. It was a lot of fun, but also really sweet and... Yeah, just everything we and at like. And yeah. where she's teasing him, and she says, "Cause you love me," and he's like, <laughs> "How did you know?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> I did write because I really liked this moment too. Um, it's after they've kissed, and he's feeding her ice cream. I can't remember because she's sad about she something. had a bad day or something, and um, 
she says, oh, I'm sorry, is your ego throwing a tantrum because I didn't say it was the hottest kiss I've ever had? He's about to put another spoonful of ice cream to his mouth, uh, but pauses, holding the spoon to his lips. Was it? And I just loved any of those moments where he, like, shows his insecurities. His vulnerability. About, about her and how he's feeling about her. Um, so Kristen, who originally recommended the book to us in an email that we actually read on the show a while ago, she said, um, I also liked the first, but the second was Amazeballs. Scottish hero, need I say more? Yeah. And no, she didn't, and that's why we put it on the reading See, and I I did listen to part of it on the, um, audiobook. The problem is, because it's a single POV and it's a girl, then it's a girl trying to do the Scottish act. Scottish accent, which she does a really good job of. Yeah. But it's just not the same. It's just not the same. You need a gruff male voice in in your ears. Marty V says, I love Prancer. He's such an adorable, annoying, kilted Scott. I love their banter and their story, but despite his poor sense of hearing regarding to music, Cam is so sweet, smart, and thoughtful. Heart emoji. Um, Nara says, I loved this book. I love how she made it fun, sexy, and with meaningful discussions. The hero is so annoyingly sexy. <laughs> He's yeah. way too cocky, but it's all written in a way uh, that it makes it impossible not to love him. And Joellen is so amazing and believable. Love her. Also, the acknowledgments is a must-read. I always read, but some people don't. The only thing I didn't like was the cover because it doesn't remind me of Joellen and Cam. And Ashley echoed that, and she said, Yes, the cover misses completely. I had to keep closing the book on my Kindle to look at the cover and double-check it was the same book. I love the book, but the cover choice and how they, and the heroine especially, looks nothing like they described frustrates me. It helps perpetuate the myth that heavier girls don't get that romance in their lives. Well, and I'm not positive that she would be considered a heavy girl. I think she just was average, Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she had this body image of herself being heavy. I think she's supposed to be, like, she's definitely not supposed to be the girl on the cover, though. Right. I think she's supposed to be, like, a size 10, is what I was imagining. And yeah. But she, her sister's, like, a size 2. So yeah. she was always comparing herself to her sister, you know, or model, skinny models. And, and yeah. you know, her mom had been telling her she was overweight for most of her yeah. life. And... Um, but I, I agree with you, ladies. I think... Yeah, even if they got someone that was just a little bit more voluptuous, that would have been. Well, this happens a lot on these books. Even yeah. in the um, the Alicia Rye series that we yeah read, the last little girl is supposed to be not tiny. She's supposed to be. I mean, she's she's tiny, like petite, short, but yeah. she's supposed to have like big boobs and and the picture on the front is. Not yeah, there. we actually talked to Eloisa James uh, this weekend about how her covers have been really good for this current series that she's been. She's like, yeah, interesting that as soon as they let me pick the the cover models that everybody likes the covers more. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that is interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's what we've been saying all along. Yeah. Um, Jason says, I enjoy the book. I don't believe in drinking beer that I can see through either. <laughs> I thought she was a really enjoyable heroine. Jessica says, I devoured this book yesterday and loved it. I loved the banter between Joellen and Cam and thought that Joellen was such a relatable, believable heroine. Also, I know on the podcast you talk about the swooniest moments, and in this book, I pretty much swoon, swooned anytime Cam said or did anything. <laughs> Same. I 
can, I can uh, <laughs> get behind that. Yeah. Cam is the perfect type of book boyfriend. Cocky, sexy, smart, sweet. I adored him. He would be a good candidate for book boyfriend. Um, he was a sweetheart. Yeah. And then Sarah said, witty banter, quirky side characters, slow burn. Yeah, I did, they did have good side, side characters. characters. Yeah. Um, slow burn, this book ticked a lot of my boxes. I found Joellen so realistic and relatable with all her self-doubt. Cam annoyed, annoyed me in the beginning. I have neighbors with stereo issues, so maybe I'm extra sensitive. But he quickly became adorably irritating and really sweet. I enjoyed this book a lot, so I'll definitely be checking out Burn for You next. Um, also, did anyone else read the acknowledgments at the end? Oof. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do want to also say, you can read this as a standalone. For the sure. The books in the series have nothing to do with one another other than the fact that they're all slow burns. I mean, one's in New Orleans. New Orleans. This one's this in... This one's in New York, York. And then the last one's in San Francisco. So yeah. the characters have absolutely nothing to do with one another. So you can read it as a standalone without yeah. any problem. But I'm glad to see that you guys all kind of felt the same way. Um, yeah, I just... I really loved her. She was super... She could be, you know, in contention for... Yeah. Hair heroine of the year the um when people see you're better than me when people write their thoughts on there before we've read the book i don't want to read them until after i've read the book so because yeah. i don't want it to taint my my feels yeah and um but yeah afterwards i went through and read everything and i was like yeah, yep 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 agree yep <laughs> yep um, you got you guys nailed it. Um, probably better than we did. <laughs> um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts. Mom, do you have anything else to say about the book before I? Mm, I loved it. Yeah, loved it. Kristen, great recommendation. We, well, because Kristen recommended it, and then when I was going through and picking the reading list, I read the description for this one, and I'm like, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not only yes, but yes, yes, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean everything that we love so i was on board um so those are our thoughts and some of your delightful thoughts on melt for you by jt geisinger we would love to hear more from you on our facebook page our good our facebook group um which is not your mom's facebook group goodreads group our twitter which is at not your mom's rum or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read we'd love to hear from you on april 15th we will be discussing a girl like her by talia hibbert um so check that one out and let us know on all the social medias what you think uh remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them um like we said love getting to meet a couple of you a few of you yes um at KissCon, and just love you guys and we'll see you next time yes